Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to a new episode of the Happiness Headspace Podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Johal, and today we're here with my dad, Sean Johal. Now, I think it's very important to say that the fact that he's my dad has nothing to do with anything, okay? My dad is a very special guest that we're having on the show, and it's not... Um, don't take it for granted just because he's my dad, okay? Got it? So my dad is sitting on the floor and I'm standing up. That's our height difference, if you are wondering. So we're going to get started here. So my dad just came out with a book. Do you want to talk about that? Absolutely. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, first, introduce yourself. Uh, well, you did a good job. I'm your father. but Okay, uh, well, that, I don't so... think that's your only identity. Okay, yeah, that's a good point, good point. Uh, so Sean Johal, I am a, not an entrepreneur. I'm a, an author. And also a business growth coach, helping businesses 10x their business valuation. Yay, great. Um, so guys, if I act a bit awkward, um, I'm just a bit awkward when I try to be serious in front of my family. Okay, anyway, so yeah, um, you just came out with a book um, called The Happy Leader. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So obviously very in line with the Happiness Headspace podcast that you have going on here. Uh, the book is called The Happy Leader. It's a fiction story, so it's a leadership fable about a guy. And let's be honest, the guy's a bit of a jerk. He's not the nicest guy in the world, doesn't treat his family that well, doesn't do that great at work either. And he figures out that you know he has to change his life and he meets someone who is going to show him the path to true happiness. And that person will explain to him how to live the four laws of happiness in his life and become a much better person. Wow, that sounds like a great book. Everybody should go buy it. Link will be in the show notes. Well, yeah, go buy it. Go read it. Um, it's available on Amazon. Um, anyways, yeah, so that's really exciting. I ha actually haven't read it yet, okay, guys? And don't think I'm a bad daughter, okay? I just, I haven't We're waiting for the hardcover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is late. So. Yes, yes. Well, there's been a few issues with that, but everything's going great and it's going to, the hardcover is going to be coming out soon. So don't worry about it, okay? But um, by the time you guys are listening to this, it, it still won't be out, but soon it will be. So make sure to go purchase it when it is and you guys can read it or if not, you Actually, can get it. Actually, they can it. purchase it now. Yeah, you could, okay. I, I was getting to that. Um, you could get it on Kindle. Well, yeah, but you could get it on your phone. You could pre-order the hardcover too on Amazon.ca. Okay, okay, okay. Amazon. Could... Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, so do you want to just talk about a little bit about the laws that you were talking about in your book without giving too much away because we still want them to read it? Absolutely, absolutely. So the thing to consider is that there's a very specific order to these laws. I'm not going to give you all the hints on all laws, but let me talk about the first one, which I think is the most important, which is the law of self-awareness. And so we go through life going through the motions and we're never fully aware of what's truly happening. As a matter of fact, it's proven scientifically that we only spend approximately 5% of our time in the present moment. That means consciously being aware of what we do at every given second, 5%, which means that 95% of the time we're actually in the subconscious mind, which means that we're just behaving based on things we learned in our younger ages, habits that we've developed. And the problem with this is that we're actually seeing our lives pass us by. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're doing something. Think about how often you're already thinking about later in your day when, oh, I got to go grab lunch a little bit later. Oh, I got to call this person back. Oh, I got to go record my podcast. As soon as you do that, you're no longer in the actual present moment. And the problem is that you could go through your whole life actually living that way. 
which is pretty scary to think about it. And when you hear older people talk and say, I don't know where the last 40 years went. I don't know where the last 50 years went. I don't know where the last 60 years went. It's literally because they were not part of the, those moments. They were never in the present moment, so they didn't actually experience the the, the actual day-to-day. So yeah, that's something very important that you have to get on top of, understanding how to be in the present moment. What's the best way to do that? It's becoming mindful. So you have to learn about mindfulness practice. Mindfulness is similar to meditation, but not quite. So the difference is meditation, which you know sometimes gets a bad rap, which is just sitting there for 10, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, four hours, you know, in a cross-legged position is not realistic for most people. Uh, a lot of people have a hard time really sitting there for five minutes. But think about being mindful. Mindful is just taking stock of how you feel at every given second. And so there's a really great trick that my vision coach gave me. And that trick is that you put your alarm on three times per day. And when that alarm goes off, you stop everything you're doing and you just realize, okay, I need to be in the present moment. How do I feel? What emotions am I feeling at this exact moment? Am I, am I just going you know, with emotions and not really understanding what's happening in my day? Step away and become conscious of what exactly is happening at that moment. And just that will make you realize that being in the present moment is actually challenging, but quite rewarding. That's amazing. And oh, oh, um, I'm sure you've been um, practicing that a lot recently. Have you noticed a big change in your life? Yeah, I've noticed a, a really big change. As a matter of fact, I notice quick, much quicker now when something goes wrong. So, you know, you're, you're in a bad mood or something happens. And just being able to take a, a step backwards almost. So as if you're removing yourself in the situation and looking at it from more of a distance and just saying, okay, this doesn't define me. What just happened? You know, it happened. Let me be mindful. Let me try to see where my emotions are right now. Am I angry? Am I frustrated? And by the way, another huge part of that is acceptance, which a lot of us don't do. We don't accept our emotions. I have a hard time with that. My father, it's Chloe's grandfather, uh, gave me a lot of lessons in life, maybe not great lessons, but he told me that I wasn't allowed to feel emotions. You know, it was a very tough macho type mentality. You know, growing up, he came from a very tough background and he was taught the same thing. So he taught me, you know, it's not manly. It's not good to show emotions. You have to hide your emotions. That's, you know, very bad advice. You know, you have to be able to accept your emotions, deal with your emotions, and then learn to get over them quicker and not just try to repress them or hide them. We actually talked about that with the only other male guest I've had on the podcast, Pascal. So go listen to that episode about being vulnerable as a guy. Um, But yeah, I'm working on getting some more male people on the podcast. I'm just trying my best. But anyways, um, so kind of changing the topic a little bit. So like a few months ago, I don't really remember when, but um, you were doing this challenge of 30 day or like 21 day of no complaining. You had this bracelet and everything. Do you want to explain that? Do you want to explain how that went and how that changed you? Absolutely. So that was something that I had seen from Tim Ferriss. If anybody knows who uh, Tim Ferriss is, four four hour work week. Uh, He had with a few other people come up with this challenge where it was the 21 day no complaint challenge. And you could do two things. You could have a bracelet on, and every single time that you complained, you'd switch the bracelet from your right hand to your left hand. Or you could be a little more, um, what's the right word, crazy and use an elastic band and snap your wrist every time you, you complain. That's the harsher way of doing it. Um, the goal behind it was really to make sure that we realize 
how much we complain as human beings and I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. I'm as guilty as the next person, but we really spend a lot of time complaining and spend a lot of time, you know, looking outwards to external factors uh, that we're obviously not happy with or that bother us when really you control how you feel, you control your own actions in all situations. No one can actually control how you feel. They can make you feel a certain way you think, but then if you think about it and you do a bit of introspection, you actually control that. And the same thing comes with complaining. And it's just so negative because most of the time we'll complain without any solutions, right? We'll just complain about things. When you could actually realize, okay, I'm gonna try for 21 days not to complain. And when you catch yourself complaining, you do become much more positive and much more solution-minded. And so that was the goal of it. And then hopefully for the people who tried it, it stuck a little. How about for you? I think it's decent. I think it's decent. <laughs> I try to make an effort. I don't think I don't like to complain a lot. Uh, as you know, I have a positivity bias. So for those who uh, want to know what that is, I was actually diagnosed by a doctor. Really? Uh, yes. I, I never knew about this. Yes, absolutely. You don't know Heidi Hanna, Dr. Heidi Hanna? Yeah. So I met a, a doctor. Um, she is very strong with emotional intelligence and everything that has to do with positivity and negativity biases. And she ran me through four hours of testing. And at the end of it, it came out that I had a wildly off the spectrum, high positivity bias. Now for the listeners, you may think, oh man, that sounds so cool. You're so lucky you have this, Sean. And so did I, I got very cocky for about 10 seconds. And then she made me realize it was terrible. And I said, what do you mean it's terrible? I'm so positive, this is amazing. She said, listen, it's better to be highly positive than highly negative. She says, you're off the charts, which means that you have a big problem that comes with it. And I said, what is that? She explained to me that the big problem that I have is that I will not see any blind spots, meaning a, a bad thing will happen and I'll just right away think, oh, it's, don't worry, it's going to work out. Everything's just perfect. But often as an entrepreneur, or even as any type of human being, really, you have to realize that not everything is just perfect. If there's a tough situation to deal with, you have to be aware of it. You have to address it. You know, you have to figure out solutions for it. You can't just put on rose-colored glasses and just walk away or just, you know, move on with your life. And that's what I have a tendency to do. So again, I'm happy to have the positivity bias, much more than a negativity bias. But I think it's incredibly important to realize that even though I have that positivity bias, I have to look at the flip side, which is not being unaware of my blind spots. Yeah, I actually heard about that like a few months ago or a few weeks ago. I was watching this YouTube video. I think it was Master Sphere Karshna, um, me and my dad's favorite manifestation YouTuber. Um, but anyway, so he was talking about how um, like there's a reason why humans have emotions. Like we need to have emotions because like that's like our way that we survive. Like before, before there was all this technology, all this like knowledge that people had. All they had was their emotions. And if they only saw the good things, well, like when you're like hunting, if you're only seeing the good things, if you think everything is okay, if you think everything is perfect, you're going to get eaten by an animal. Okay. That was a terrible example, but it's just to explain to you guys a little bit, like, obviously like you need to feel your emotions. Like we were talking about earlier and just like, you see the important things that are not going well, because then you can use that to further yourself and things in life. Exactly. Yeah. Which leads to another very important concept oh. in the book. Okay. Okay. Good segue. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, this is a concept that I've come up with and I've been thinking about it a lot and it's called the time anger gap. And the time anger gap is something very important. We all have this. 
And I learned this from the Dalai Lama, who most of you should know. Uh, the Dalai Lama, he was interviewed, and the person interviewing him said to the Dalai Lama, how, he, they asked him, how is it that you are never upset? You're never angry. You know, you have such an amazing control of your emotions. How is it that you do that? And he laughed. And if you've ever seen him in an interview, he laughs all the time. And he was laughing uncontrollably. And he said to the interviewer, do you think that I never get angry? I spend my day seeing children in poverty. I see terrible people. I see death. I see, you know, rape. I see all kinds of terrible things in life. And you think that doesn't affect me? He says, I spend every single moment of my life angry. He says, however, I've realized that staying angry is not going to let me help people. And my goal in life is to help people and, you know, help ease some of the terrible things that are happening in the world. And so it was this concept behind mastering the time anger gap. And so I'll give you an example. Let's say something really bad happens in your day, really frustrating. Okay, maybe not something crazy, crazy bad, but you know, you get cut off in traffic or, you know, someone sends you a nasty email or a friend turns on you or whatever happens. And now you're angry. Okay, so Chloe and I already spoke about accepting your emotions. So you have to be able to accept your emotion. You're angry, you're angry. Okay, that's okay. You're allowed to be angry. Next, though, is that you're going to get over this situation. You're definitely going to get over it. Maybe it's going to take you a week, maybe a month, maybe a year. Maybe it'll take you five years. As a matter of fact, some people never get over things. They actually stay angry their whole lives about something. Now, imagine that you take that same situation and instead of it taking a month, instead of it taking a week, and instead of taking it a day, it could take you an hour. Or what if it's if it took you a minute? Or what if it took you one second? That's the time anger gap because you're going to get over it. So you have to ask yourself, why are you letting your time anger gap be very wide and long? Why not try to reduce that time anger gap to make it almost invisible, almost next to nothing as a gap? And when you can do that, that's when you'll see massive differences in your life. Wow, thank you for this insightful advice. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm being very serious. I'm just a bit awkward right now. Um, okay, so I'm going to change the subject again because we have a lot to talk about, a lot to get through in the short amount of time that we have you here for. So um, my other question is, um, so I'm 14. Guys, I'm turning 15 in four, three uh, three days. Sorry, I kind of forgot how to do math there for a second. Um, and okay, so let's just say I'm 15. Okay, you as you mentioned, you're an entrepreneur. Okay, you started two businesses successfully. Um, or I'm more I have no idea. Okay, but um, just you're an entrepreneur. Okay, you're a businessman. Okay, so how would you what what advice would you give someone my age? Um, who wants to get into that world or who's like trying to invest their money properly or anything that has to do with that in general? It's a big topic and there's a lot of pieces of advice that I could offer, but let me keep it down to a few very simple ones. Number one is what I call a thirst for learning. So you have to be someone who is constantly trying to learn. You have to be open-minded. Never take the attitude that you're a know-it-all, that you already understand how things work. I'm 43. Oh my God, I'm 42, going on 43. And I still have so much learning to do. I try to learn every single day. I think the only way to grow as an individual is to learn, learn, and learn. So make sure that you're always learning. Number two, you need to surround yourself with incredible people. Um, now, when you're younger, you might find that a little bit challenging, 
you have to probably look upwards. When I say upwards, I mean look up to people that are more successful than you, people that have done what you want to do and reach out to these people. It's always shocking to me how scared people are to ask for help and to ask other people, you know, their advice and their experience sharing. When people my age, we love sharing our experiences and our wisdom with the younger generation. And so whenever someone asks me for help or advice on any subject, I usually will take the time. So find people who have been successful and no matter how successful they are, I know sometimes it might feel like they're unreachable, but I've come to realize that everyone's just a human being at the end of the day and everybody should be reachable some way, somehow. And you'd be absolutely shocked and surprised how quickly people will get back to you when they see that you're coming from a place uh, that's deep in your heart that you're really trying to learn and try to figure something out. So those are two really important pieces of advice. Always be learning and definitely uh, look for that community and finding the right people in your life. And finally, what I would say, and this is really tough, and I've come to realize recently that I might not be as good at it as I think, but be willing to fail. So we call it WTF. I know WTF is a different slang for some people. For me, Where's it means... The food? Yeah, where's the food? Ours means willing to fail. So WTF is willing to fail. This came from 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Brian Scudamore. He's used this uh, in the last little while, a great company that he's built. Uh, you have to be willing to fail. When you're young, you have nothing to lose. You have very little money. You have you know a lot of time ahead of you to fix those mistakes. Most big successes in life will come from failure. So most big successes will come from something not working out trying it differently and redoing it the right way. So you have to be willing to fail. So those would be the three top pieces of advice I would give. Yes, that is great. And if we look at it from like a different, not look at it, if we um, switch to a different side of that, which would be non like business related, just in general, what advice would you give our generation? I know we're a lot on our screens. We've been developing lots of mental disorders because of this pandemic, just everything in general with social media and and high school and all of that, what would you give? What advice would you give? What life advice would you give our generation? Gen Z. Okay. Number one, do one thing at a time. So I know that sounds really crazy, but, <laughs> and I'm not telling you not to be on your screens. Let's say you're watching Netflix, watch Netflix. Don't try to text with friends at the same time. Do your homework, listen to music. Like, Guys, um, he's throwing me shade. Uh, not just you, my son oh. too. As oh, yes, yes. So distraction is a huge problem. And Dandapani, who's one of the most you know, respected monks out there, he explains that none of us have been taught how to focus and concentrate. None of us. No one has ever, there's no classes at school on concentration and focus. You know, there's no online things. There's nothing happening. You have to really do that on your own. And there's nothing worse than trying to multitask and think that you're actually succeeding. Multitasking is I not a thing. I think I do succeed, to be honest with you. We will agree to disagree on this. I don't think multitasking is a good thing. That's not the same as if you're cleaning, you have a little music in the background. As a matter of fact, that's not multitasking because let's say you want to get into the zone. I will even do that sometimes when I really want to focus on doing some writing uh, or really, you know, something strategic. It may have some classical music in the background. That doesn't mean it's multitasking. What's multitasking is trying to do two actual tasks at the same time. So trying to give someone your attention plus watch a show. You know, and I'm the worst at that. You know, I'm obsessed with sports. And if I'm watching a sport on TV, he my gosh, us. I can't, I can't talk to anybody else. But you know what? I like at to least think, he acknowledges it. Absolutely. I think it's a quality because I'm very focused on that one thing that's on TV. So that's great. And whenever I try to do both, it's a total disaster. So definitely, number one, do one thing at a time. 
Number two, get outside. I know I see that not enough people spend time outside. Just go out there, breathe, get some fresh air. Just spend a little bit of time outside. A lot of times that could really help the mood and help your energy. So to me, I think that would be something really, really fun. And finally, I would say don't be afraid to try a lot of things. I ended up trying a lot of things in my life. You know, now I, I have an LED lighting business. I'm a business coach. I've written a book. Um, you know, I'm starting another business right now with another partner. Uh, I'm into real estate as well. But to be honest with you, I studied documentary filmmaking. <laughs> so I was going to make documentary films. I was going to change the world, talk about social political issues, talk about racism, arranged marriages, you know, uh, a lot of things happening that are still issues today. I tried that industry. I got a degree and it was great because it really helped me in university to focus and understand how to get projects accomplished. But then I completely switched fields because that's not where the opportunity was. So don't be stuck thinking that you have to go into one industry. You can only focus on one thing. You have to be like the absolute best lawyer, the absolute best. Even if it's YouTube, it would be the absolute best YouTuber. Try. It's good It's good to, to want to be really great at something and to have a passion, but it's important to try a few different things. Even the best athletes in the world and artists in the world, they're good at multiple things, not just one thing. So make sure that you expand your horizons a little. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Because what if you're the best YouTuber in the world, but then what if YouTube has a big glitch and everything shuts down and then YouTube is over for the rest of times? I don't think that'll be happening anytime soon, but you never know, okay? So we have to expand, like you said. I don't know if that's the word you used, but yep. yes. And we have to want to try different things, right? Yes, yes. Exactly. Sorry, I don't really know why I was... Okay, anyway, so um, the last question of this great episode would be, what is your greatest life advice, okay? If you had 30 seconds where the whole world was listening to you, okay? 30 seconds, the whole world, okay? That's kind of crazy if you imagine, okay? 8 billion people listening to you for 30 seconds. What would you say? Very simple. Oh. Believe in yourself. You have to have confidence and believe in yourself. I think this is the number one problem in the world. People always make excuses. They always put, you know, ceilings on their capacities, on their potential. They are self-imposed. No one has the right to limit what you can accomplish. And that includes yourself. Never tell yourself, I can only accomplish so much. You should believe in yourself, have confidence. You can pretty much do what you want. If you're, you know, at any age, really, but you could pretty much do what you want. You know, there's 80-year-old people doing an Ironman. Uh, there, there's crazy stories out there of young people, you know, graduating from university and they're 14. You could do anything at a young age. You could do anything at an older age. Age is, does not exist. It's, not, it's just a number. But you have to have confidence in yourself. Never let anybody hold you back from your dreams, ever. Now I would like to say thank you so much for coming on this. So now you could say, like, where they can find you. Like... Yeah. Absolutely. So you come check out the new website just launched uh, www.elevationleaders.com. I don't think so, you need to say www for future so reference. Elevationleaders.com. Uh, that's a great place. And come on LinkedIn. I don't know how many of your viewers <laughs> on LinkedIn. So my dad is actually really famous on LinkedIn. Yesterday, I'm, I'm not I famous. set up my thing and I saw you have 6,000 followers. Yeah, well, yeah, 6,500, but that's, you know. Yeah. That's, That's not a, a crazy lot of number. LinkedIn followers. It's okay. It's not bad. You're like famous. No, definitely, definitely not famous. 
but uh, very active. Guys, he doesn't want to admit it, but he's famous. Um, he's very zero fame, guys. Zero at all. Okay, guys. So now my famous dad is going to say bye to you guys. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you were able to get a few golden nuggets. All I care about is having a positive impact on your day. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was great. That was great. I'm a professional. So thank you so much for coming. Um, and I hope you have a great rest of your day, everybody. Like, no, no, not like. That doesn't exist on podcast. Um, rate, comment, subscribe. Bye. Bye.